the Main Character Podcast with Zan Bennett. Today, I want to talk about the role of mindset in ultimately finding success. And this can apply to lots of different things. Now, I think a lot of people understand from a high level that it's important to be positive, to have what people may call an abundance mindset, to be able to believe in the big picture for you to be able to get through each day-to-day tasks. But what does that actually look like? What it looks like is being able to have the mental flexibility to paint a picture and have a precise vision of what your future self looks like and what that future self is doing in terms of whatever the success metric that you are going towards and being able to backstep and say, okay, how do I go from what I'm doing today to what I want to be doing and understanding how to break it down so it can be meaningful? Because part of the challenge is you can talk all high picture and then you never get into the specifics. And when you never get into the specifics, you can feel as if you're solving the problem, but then you don't actually get any momentum. And then it comes back at you and you feel as if I know what the answer is. I can describe the answer. I can tell you what the answer is, but the solution isn't being executed upon, which means that you're not at the level of granularity you need to be. For instance, if you want to get a new job or you want to pursue a new career, the first step really is, do you have to find something right now to cover your costs? Or are you at a place where you can have the space you need to fully figure out what your vocation is? So for instance, if you're running really low in cash flow, then you, the first step is figure out how to solve that problem so you can get out of the dog in a corner syndrome, which happens when challenges are faced and you can't think clearly. So get to a place where you can think clear, at least enough where you can have some breathing room and you can set aside an afternoon, right? And you're not going to be worried about how you're going to pay rent. And you're not going to be worried about how you're going to get food on the table. So step one, get food on the table, make sure that your rent is paid. Step two, how to find your vocation. So the first thing that I would do is I'd say, okay, forget about reality. We're going to have a conversation about what ifs. And we're going to use that what ifs in a strategic way later on, but this is just part of the process. So what would you do if you knew success was inevitable? What would you do if you knew that you would be able to be fulfilled doing the thing that you want to do? Because sometimes we don't know. What would you do if money wasn't a challenge? Like money was solved for. And what would you do if you didn't have to do anything? So ask these questions and other questions like this and start to triangulate, okay, where does my passion lie? One challenge here is sometimes you can get caught up in what brings me pleasure, right? I like to go out and drink with my friends or reading books. And sometimes those things can lead to your vocation. Maybe reading books means that you should be that's in editing or maybe writing. Sometimes though, those simple pleasures can be things that bring you balance in life, but they may not be your vocation. So think about deeply, what are the things I care about? What are the things that fill up my bucket that bring me pleasure? And then of those things, which one resonates with me? And it's somewhat of an intuitive feeling. Which thing resonates with me where I feel as if I were to do that every day, all day, I could be obsessed with it and I could feel comfortable with that obsession and that could be something I spend a lot of time in. Another way to think about this is you may say, okay, I don't really know what I want to do. I don't really have the it factor thing that's driving me. 
Okay, that's fine. That's most people. So first of all, totally okay. Second of all, what can we think about in terms of the things that might be good tests? And essentially, you just have to test through things. Have you ever been sailing on a boat? What are the things that draw you? Maybe travel, maybe it's relationships, maybe it's an, a nurturing thing where you're in a teaching role or you're connecting with people, or maybe you want to be a therapist, or maybe you want to be in sales. Maybe you like the art of communication and really providing value in that way. You can break it down into the roots of where do you feel as if you feel the most fulfilled? And then how can you extrapolate on that to be able to fit into the broader economic model where you have essentially unit economics that allow you to have a job in that space. And so that's the big picture, right? Let's get specific about it. If you don't know what you want to do, go through a bunch of small tests rapidly. And the test could be either you going and doing a job, you going and experiencing a thing you haven't experienced, or it could be talking with somebody, communicating with somebody who's in that space, having a call, having a coffee, stopping by their office. It's not necessarily about right away finding what you like. It's about also finding what you don't like because you're buying learnings. You're using time to buy learnings so that you can feel more confident because if you don't know what the answer is, then you just have to test things until you find it. Let's say that you've aligned on something. Let's say you don't know 100%. No one ever knows anything 100%. That's the only thing I'm 100% sure of. And you find this thing and you decide, okay, I want to pursue this. Let's say I want to be a teacher as an example. What has to be true for you to be a teacher? The first thought is, why do you want to be a teacher? What about teaching is important to you? And it may be X, Y, or Z. And the reason that you asked this question early is because it may turn out that the vocation you're chasing may not actually be a teacher, but it may be teacher adjacent. Just put a pin in that and consider that as we go through different hurdles. Then what's important is focusing on what is the difference between me and a teacher right now? Is it a degree thing? Are there teachers that have the same background as me? And people get trapped in the experience hole, which is when you think you're not qualified enough to have the job that you want to have. The truth is you're probably far more qualified than you think you are, especially if this is something you love to do. And secondly, you can become qualified and that is part of the whole journey. So now, of course, if you want to be a pediatrician or you want to be a doctor or you want to be a brain surgeon, there's a path you're going to have to take. And that's going to be very doctrined and very specific. Now for lots of careers, there's side doors, right? And this comes from the book, The Third Door. And the whole idea of the book is that there's three doors into anything. The first door is putting, for an example, your resume in a stack, applying the direct way. The second door is knowing somebody. They let you in. Somebody in the job to make a recommendation, whatever it may be. The third door is an analogy. It means that there's always another option. There's always a creative solution. So the third door is all creative solutions that aren't knowing somebody and that aren't applying directly, whatever the challenge may be. So when you place that framework and you say, okay, so how qualified am I versus what I need to be, then you make some strategic decisions. I would always lean on building out what would be considered a minimum viable product. And an MVP in business is a small version of what the end product is that allows customers to interact with it and for you to be able to see if the value you're hypothesizing is in fact true. And if it is, then act upon it. And then you can build out your whole product. Now, what I'm using this for is I'm describing your strategy in terms of finding the vocation, finding the job, or maybe it's your own business, or maybe it's doing something outside of a traditional job, but figuring out how you can do a microcosm of that 
So you can test out that if this value proposition that you have for yourself, which is I do X and Y is returned to me in terms of fulfillment, capital, et cetera, if that is something that works out in practice. Now, for some things, this is easier said than done, but there usually tends to be some version of what you want to do that you can. So for instance, if I wanted to be a teacher, what does it take to be a substitute teacher? What does it take to be able to be in a classroom? What does it teach, take to be in a different kind of classroom? Maybe it's less about teaching. If your goal was to teach a certain grade, like eighth grade, maybe there's challenges with teaching eighth grade. Can you test it in other spaces? Can you go to a community group? Can you volunteer as a teacher? Whatever it may be. These are all options that you can consider. Then after you test that out, then you build out a project plan. And the goal of a project plan is for you to have visibility into the traction that you're creating. Because whenever you start a new project and specifically a project that you're working on by yourself, you are always going to feel as if you get caught in these little moments where you really want to be able to see the feedback of your traction and not be caught in a moment where you're hungry or you're tired or you're not feeling great. And you look back and you say, hey, you know what, am I even pursuing what I want to be pursuing? You want to have that scaffolding of what you're doing to be able to say, okay, this is working and just takes time. So focus on that and the plan will change. The plan will almost definitely change. But you having a clear plan where you can say X, Y, and Z, I'm going to go to this school. I'm going to apply by this date. I'm going to get accepted by this time. I'm going to go study for this amount of time. I'm going to get these grades. That's going to lead me to this place where I can apply to this job. And using that job, I'll be able to be in the place that I want to be, right? Now, like I said, being specific about it, super powerful because it allows you to have an answer, but that doesn't mean that you're going to be stuck in that answer. Things are going to change. You're going to learn more. You're going to continue to come back and review that information. So then you go through the process and then you test out the MVP. You create your scaffolding and you time it out. You put this on a spreadsheet or a piece of paper and you tell people. That's the last important part is that when you're caught in your own head, it's hard to have accountability right? And you could say, I'm strong-willed, I'm X, I'm whatever. That's fine. But structure your plan so that accountability is built into the framework of what happens day to day. So you don't, any plan where you're relying on your own will to be able to make it happen is a bad plan, regardless of how good your will is. So make a plan that's not about you. Actually make it so easy that if you were to break that plan, it would be difficult, right? Make the path clean towards the direction you want to go. And what does that look like? That looks like telling your friends what you're going to be doing by each date, setting a calendar invite and sending it to a few people. It means having a time each week where you sit down and you review, you review what you're going to be able to do. And maybe you have a piece of paper on your wall so that you can't say, oh, I said this, but there's a gray area. Just be specific. And being specific will help you work towards that. And a lot of this is very uncomfortable, right? Because one of the challenges is recommending to be very specific about something that inherently is going to be dynamic, right? How can I justify being super specific when you just said things are going to change? It's okay for things to change as long as you have a path that you're headed towards. And as long as when you change things, you change everything. So you say, okay, I'm going to change this. I'm going to take this piece of paper off the wall. This is the new game plan and create those little thresholds so that when you change the game plan, you have the ability to have some reflection and there's some barriers to be able to do. But then when you do it, you really thought it through. You're going to have ups, you're going to have downs. And when you're down, you don't want to be making any decisions because you're not qualified to make a decision at that point. You want to qualify yourself 
You want to say, am I in a place in my mindset and what I'm doing in terms of how I feel? Have I worked out? Have I eaten healthy? Have I had my pillars fulfilled? And it's never perfect, but to such a degree of which you have control under, are you in the place where you think that it is the right time to make a decision of importance? And if it is, perfect. And if it's not, then you say, okay, can I, in a reasonable amount of time, put myself in a position where I can be qualified? Instead of deciding this at right now, how about this? I'll go to the gym. I'm going to get some food. I'm going to call a friend. I'm going to drink some water. And then I'm going to say, now do I feel qualified to think about this problem? To say, is this the right time to address this? And more than likely than not, you're going to feel better. You're going to be thinking more clearly. You're going to be like, yes, this is a better time. And the little magic to this is at that point, the answer t tends to come to you a lot more fluidly than it would if you had to plan it out. Big picture vision. Think specifically about what you want to do. Test things. Do little tests, little microcosm tests. Create accountability structures. Be okay with the flexibility that the accountability structures may change as long as you are intentional about it. And one of the most important things is just make sure you're qualified to answer the questions that you have and take care of yourself. That's super important. Because when you try to make big life decisions that are changing, it can be very stressful. And if you're stressed, you're unlikely to be making the best decisions you can. Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope it is helpful.